Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are to Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, October 18th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio for the first time in the year 2021, doing a radio show after a Kentucky football loss. I don't like it. Not happy about it. We're going to talk about it. You're listening to KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. How are you two doing? Uh, my, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little tired, a little sluggish. Uh, had a long weekend, but ready to ready to get pick myself up off that mat uh, during this bye week. Much needed bye week. Bye week is coming at the right time, TJ. Don't you think? Ever good heard for, that one before? Good for the players. Good for the media members all around. Bye if week. I had, bye if week I had coming a at the right time. For every time, do you think the bye week's coming at the right time? I'd be. I'd have a pocket full of change. I think any bye week at any time is coming for the right time for some folks regardless, so I agree with you there. Justin, did you have a good birthday weekend, buddy? I did. Um, So full disclosure, I've been 32 for three nights now. Two of those three nights I went to bed at 9.30, so I truly am an old man. Wow. Wow. Congrats. Yeah, Yeah, thanks. Felt nice. Saturday night and Sunday night? Correct. Yeah, I uh, I watched the Steelers score their first touchdown last night. I had a first touchdown bet with Najee Harris. So the second that hit last night, I was in bed. Wow, some Steelers yeah. fan not watching your favorite team play in a game. That's, that's what they get for putting it on a Sunday night. I got to work Monday morning. Ain't got time for that. No time. Right. Roush, did you stay up to watch your beloved Steelers? Oh, hell no. I was exhausted. Goodness gracious. What kind of Steelers fans we got here? I mean, TJ, you're... If you had the choice of sleep or watching football right now, after spending your day consuming football, you'd go to sleep, right? If it was the Packers playing, I would stay up and watch the Packers. I would argue that we're faithful fans because they were playing a Russell Wilson-less Seattle Seahawks team, so we just believed they were going to win. That's what I like. It was going to happen. Bad argument. Bad argument. No, no. great argument. No, bad argument. Geno Smith wasn't going to beat the Steelers. I had no reason to not go to bed. Well, they could have at least covered. Who cares about a cover? Yeah, Me. yeah. <laughs> that, that was your own fault. You don't bet the Steelers this year. Um, no, I thought it was luck. Steeler, the the Seahawks without their star quarterback should be an easy win for the I folks think, in Pittsburgh, but not to be. But they they got the dub. I want to say they're one in five against the spread this year. I think the Bills upset Week One was the only time they've covered. So. Well, we get the Bills tonight and the Titans on Bills, Muffy, Monday huh? night football. Going to a be lot of people a going. Bills fans at that game. It's that, that's, yeah, it's going to be a really rowdy atmosphere for that one. Uh, I was going to say maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. We won't, but that probably won't happen. We've already got an absolutely jam-packed Thornton's text line, as you could imagine, but keep them Pouring on in to start your week, 502-414-1450, and pour some Thornton's coffee down your throat this morning and enjoy it. Get your week started off right. Pop in, get some delicious donuts from Thornton's. There's a Thornton's everywhere. Go on, pull on over, get yourself some coffee, fuel up with some donuts, 
hit the ground running for for this week. We love our folks at Thornton's, Kelly Leonardo, Alex Cupper. All right, Nick Roush, you're back from Athens. Uh, busy, busy baby weekend here for for myself. UK game on Saturday. Beautiful weather, both at home. Looked like it was really nice in Athens as well. College game day goes off without a hitch for the most part, at least as far as I'm concerned. Uh, just a, a good UK football day. Getting a lot of press, a lot of people talking about the Cats. Uh, you get the Chrome Dome up there on college game day. A lot of folks didn't like that. I didn't really care so much. And then oh, well, the game... they, no, 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 no. That was the right move. If you're wearing the Chrome Domes, the Chrome Dome is the helmet on game day. Yeah, I don't really gotta, care. Just, it doesn't bother me yeah. one way or another. Wouldn't also any old helmet well, up there. What just bothered happy. me was just like, all right, so we're just gonna make basketball jokes this whole show. Yeah, I imagine the folks at UK aren't going to be like I, I, to well, knowing some folks at UK, it actually could be kind of an embarrassing like complaint. Uh, they could make it really over the top, but I bet they weren't happy with some of those I mean, comments from their on-air personality. I would think that you would expect like you know one or two, but I mean, it's this isn't some sort of one-off. This isn't Kansas with Mangini, and you have yeah, the one was, year where it's like a ten win Saturday. Yeah, Kentucky's like, been a bowl team consistently. And you know the kind of one thing I thought about is that like everybody nationally, even in the conference, which is so weird, forgets about that 2018 season. And one, they they shouldn't, but it does kind of make me think back to that that Georgia game at Kroger Field. It did. That wasn't game day. They ended up. People thought it could. There's a, a chance it could be. You're playing for the East. Shouldn't it be college game day? Honestly, I think part of the reason people don't remember that Kentucky team is you didn't have what you had on Saturday. You didn't have that that chance to have the country talking about you for an entire week and an entire weekend. So I think that has something to do with it. Which the the, the good news is, I think game day. Saturday, even though it didn't go in Kentucky's favor, all things considered, ended up being a, a pretty good day for UK football, or at least for the program moving forward. Not that it's a moral victory or anything like that, but uh, that exposure is really good, Roush, when it's all said and done. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I will say just from being, you know, boots on the ground there, a lot of Kentucky fans, a uh, lot of game day. That was a very crowded place wherever they had it. They had it in a quad, so... It wasn't like, I mean, I don't have many other experiences, but when they have it at UK, that that field behind Willie T is pretty large. A lot of room to move around in. Uh, homecoming, they had tents set up everywhere. It was, uh, you were kind of bobbing and weaving kind of, it was it was a tight squeeze, tight squeeze, but still cool to be there. Suck at Jeff Boxworthy. Um, man, just. Yeah, Je Jeff Fox, gosh, that he, Whatever. I maybe I would say this about anybody they put up there, but just oh, didn't think he I, I did a good it. job. Yeah. Like it was kind of awkward between him and Lee Corso, but it's kind of awkward between everybody and Lee Corso for the most part. Uh, and then very persistent to say nobody gets into our end zones, and he said it like six times. So eventually, I just had to fire off oh. on Twitter and say, "We're getting in that end zone, Jeff Fox." Oh, you got in that end zone twice. I don't know if we're winning or not, but we're getting in that damn end zone, Jeff Foxworthy. And the Cats went and did just that. Unfortunately, not enough. Let's talk about that. We can talk about game day. The text line's probably going to take us a million different places. We need to start that early today, the first day that we have a hard out. Eh, you know, if we go 901, 
is it the end of the world? I guess you know. <laughs> uh, but we 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 can't go nine oh four, nine oh five, nine. Can't be stressing Douglas out. Yeah, we need to we need to get out at nine o'clock. We're gonna do our best to do that. So that means we need to hit up the Thornton text line much earlier and not wait. And if we end up running out of text near the end of the show, we run out of text at the end of the show. We can we can figure out something to talk about. But uh, the game happens. Doesn't go well for Kentucky overall. Just you know. 10 feet high observations. I a little disappointed, a little disappointed in the sense that it was going to take an A effort or an A plus effort. I think A just because A means you could probably turn the ball over once and Kentucky probably could have and, and could have had a chance to win. But anyways, they, they just played sloppy. They didn't, they IQ was seemed to lack a little bit and listen all week, all year, every year, seems like the beginning of the week. I'll mention that I think this Georgia team has historically one of the best defenses of all time. I think this Georgia team is head and shoulders better than the rest of college football, and that includes Alabama, although we'll get to see that game, and that will be a lot of fun. Maybe get to see it twice, which will be a lot of fun potentially. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if a two-loss Alabama team would be getting in or not. We could certainly talk about that later on. But I just didn't think Kentucky played particularly well for for their own football standards. And I just wanted them to come out and really, really take it to Georgia. And I felt like Georgia kind of took it to Kentucky. And again, credit to Georgia, they're really good. They were the 33rd best football team in the world. The 33rd best football team in the world. There are 32 teams better. They all play in the NFL. Uh, that was what Chris Rodriguez and some of those offensive linemen, that's what you're going to see on Sundays when you all get to that next level. That's a really, really, really good defense. And I, I, I was a little disappointed. The first scripted series was great. A penalty, you shot yourself in the foot. You couldn't do that. Uh, that ended that drive. Then after that, I was disappointed with the offensive play calling and kind of the aggressiveness for Kentucky. And it oh, terrible take. Nope, stop it. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I know sorry. I know people are going to say that, but you got to throw <laughs> the ball past three three yards. Like you just have to. No, yeah, but or, or no, no, hold on. Let me finish my let me finish my take. All right. Well, I'm obviously talking, so just let me finish my take. Nope. Nope. It makes for great radio when people talk over one another. You can't throw it three or four yards against this defense and 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 hope that they miss tackles or. You were just conceding. You were conceding drives with being so – your lack of aggressiveness, being so conservative. And establishing the run game, I was cool with that. They didn't really even do uh, – even try it all that much. It was just these short, no-chance passes, throwing it on third and long, you know, three yards. It was just conceding, and I, and I was not about that against Georgia. It was going to take a Hercules effort to beat them to begin with, and you weren't going to do it that way. And you can make the case, well, you could have ended the game right there. And instead, Kentucky was patient. They, had a, they, they took it to the half and had a chance. It should, they should have had the lead at the half. They, they should have. If you fall on that stupid fumble, and if the offense plays a little bit more aggressive, and I love that touchdown play call because look at, look at the bag of tricks they went into. Look at some of the things they did on that. I wanted more of that. Now, of course, that's easy for a fan to say. More touchdown drives, more fun play calls, more things that work, right? That's a, I understand the naivety of that, whatever. I just wanted more of it. I wanted more of it throughout the entire game. So I was a little disappointed in Cohen at the beginning, and then I thought that the effort changed, and they realized, uh-oh, we really aren't going to be able to run, and you got a little bit behind. And then Levis did so well. And that's another thing that bothered me is he was 32 of 42, and there were seven drops, Roush, seven drops. Bad. And that's not Cohen's fault. I understand that. Uh, 
that's a that's a Jimmy's and Joe's thing, and we're going to talk more about that. This is just my general premise, and I'm going to finish here soon and let you take over and tell us tell me what you thought from Athens and from the game. Uh, but I feel like you kind of squandered a, a really solid Will Levis effort with playing kind of a C plus game across Man. the board elsewhere, and that even that stings a little bit more. I love the effort from the guys; they didn't give up, they kept fighting. I love that they went and scored that touchdown late. I love the message that that could send. I like that Stoops did that. This is you're still trying to score. And if Georgia didn't like it, they should have stopped it. They did a good enough job the rest of the game. You should have just done it one more time. But overall, a little disappointed. Still eleven and one. No big like overall doom and gloom takes. I was just a little bummed, Roush. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, big thing is I, this game is more on the Kentucky defense than the Kentucky offense. I agree with that. The The Kentucky defense gave up nine yards per play. Um, that's just I, – I think you were right in that you needed an almost A effort from Kentucky, and I actually think offensively they got that. Uh, I think they played well offensively. But defensively, this was their worst game of the year, and they also just got an A-plus effort from Georgia's offense. Stetson Bennett – Played oh my like, gosh! Yeah. yeah, like that. That was like the best game he's ever played. It Some was, of those catches, you know, you you've got Epps just dropping open passes, great throws from Will Levis, and then you've got Georgia just their arsenal awesome. of tight ends just yeah. doing these one-handed catches, crazy over two dudes, like right. Sunday stuff. And that's why they're the best team in the country, Roush. And, and, yeah, like like they they made some crazy good football plays. Now yes. Kentucky did like defensively some of those long runs, really bad run fits. Um, I know Jacquez Jones. I saw him tweet now like something. This one's on me. Um, him, him and Square they played their worst games of the year. They did. I mean, it, there's yeah. there's no doubt about it. We made a big stink about Oxendon being out. Abule actually surprisingly played well. Um, Josh Pascal had his moments. But if you notice, they really did a lot. Like, the, the misdirection really hurt Kentucky when mm -hmm. it came to their passing game. Um, there was a couple times where I thought Pascal had tackles for loss. Bennett still had the ball, and now he's bootlegging out. And he's just got an open guy running down the field. Like That, that happened a lot of times. Kentucky's defense did not play well. I think I thought offensively, the the going into the game, I I I mentioned as like, man, I think Kentucky thinks they can run on this team, and I thought they could to an extent. They did on that first drive. Uh, first three plays were run plays. They got a first down, then they moved the sticks with a first down pass to Wondell Robinson. You get another nice play to make it third and one, and nope, your receivers don't know how to line up. That's almost as excusable, inexcusable as dropping the pass. Agreed. I, I totally agree. And so I think that, that goes with like the C-plus overall effort. You just can't do silly stuff like that. That wasn't like the crowd got to you. Or, that's just, that was a mistake. And same with the, the field goal protection, which we'll talk about as well. Like, and again, Georgia is a Georgia is just a freak team. They have freak guys that do freakish things. But it wasn't like they were going hell, send everybody. They they weren't. They were just kind of their front pressure. And you you think back to the field goal. Obviously, the PAT doesn't matter so much. But the fumble, Jacquez not jumping on that. And and you know, he, brighter days ahead. Everybody needs to understand. We can be critical of this game on Saturday, or you can be happy with the effort. Difference of opinions, whatever whatever side you want to go. But you can be critical of some things that went down Saturday and still think that this is a historically fun season. Eleven and ones on the table. Go take care of business down in Starkville. Coming off this bye week, which you said it, Roush, is much needed. You can still be really excited about the future, but still point out some things that kind of bugged you on Saturday. Georgia, we all picked Georgia to win. We all thought Georgia was going to win. We all knew Georgia was the more talented team. 
That being said, Kentucky had their chances to make this somewhat or somewhat more interesting, Roush. And it still is the most competitive game Georgia's played since the Clemson game, which uh, you don't, it's not really a feather you want to stick in your hat, but there is some truth to it. Kentucky drops to 15th in the poll, yeah. by the way. Georgia uh, fans were really complimentary after the game. I know some of Kirby, it might Kirby be Smart like trying to make us feel better, but they were like, that's the best we've been played really all year. And Kentucky didn't play all that great. Like, you had opportunities to do some things differently. The thing I was thinking of, Roush, and some people hate when you kind of do a cross-reference, kind of reminded me of, like, that 2015 UK team where I'm sure as an Arkansas fan, you could get pumped up about playing that team and get excited about it, and you you love the season you're having in the SEC, and then you just get waxed. And it's kind of like, well, did we play our best? I'm not so sure. But you also just need to realize you're going up against a team that's it's like Bobby Porter's and Co. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Arkansas team. They thought they could get so close, and they would. They would like hang around for a while before ultimately Kentucky just out athleted them, outplayed them. Just too many weapons, and and too. And, and I think Georgia is what Kentucky and Mark Stoops is building towards, and you do see it kind of inching closer and closer. We felt good about the offensive lines matchup against the defensive line. Um, probably lost that matchup, but still yeah, were able. Jalen Carter's freaking awesome. Still were able to do some nice things there. Uh, we felt like Kentucky had the best running back on the field. That probably turned out not to be true. I'm, I may be picking bad examples here, but the point is, I think Kentucky's getting closer. As Roush mentioned, the compliments from the Kentucky fan, and you're right. I I, I think I had kind of said it before the game. It didn't work out the way that I thought it was going to work out, but I I was a little bit more concerned about the defense and. It wasn't even for the reasons that I, I should have been concerned. It's kind of funny how that stuff works out. But, yeah, the defense could have done better, uh, both from an IQ awareness standpoint. And one thing I want to ask you is I, I totally agree. The misdirection and the play actions were killing, killing these linebackers and ends. And it uh, that's where Georgia got their bread and butter. I figured we'd be a little bit better at that, Roush, since UK goes up against that with its own offense, has been going up against that since Liam Cohen's been. It's a very similar style in that sense. I was just surprised to see Kentucky get so burned frequently with it. Yeah, the they did a good job early on, but I think the way that Georgia kind of stresses you um, – you know, the especially when Kentucky's offense didn't do it any favors. You had three straight three and outs. The momentum was really shifting, and you needed to make one of those kind of game-changing plays. And you could see Josh Pascal coming in, and like it's so frustrating that 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 one dumb play, that fumble, like uh, somebody joked, like you you know that if Kentucky jumps on that, they're gonna the replay booth is gonna say it was an incomplete pass. But since Georgia gained eight yards. Uh, funny joke, but the way that karma feels like that, that was it. That was your one play that you had a chance to change the game, change the momentum. I still think Georgia ultimately overpowers Kentucky, mm -hmm. but that changes the dynamic of the game. Like you said, you're going, you're tied at halftime at that point. Um, they don't completely steal the momentum, but you got to give credit to Liam Cohen and Kentucky's offense. They had the three straight three and outs and didn't just go in the toilet. Years past, that turns into a blowout. You don't do anything. Will Levis plays well. That they could not have. That, that drive is a thing of beauty. That's going to be on his highlight reel, resume reel. Like if you want to watch a well-executed offensive game plan, watch that drive from Liam Cohen. They were getting Georgia going side to side. Got their defensive linemen out of the out of it. 
yeah. had, were able to confuse their linebackers or at least make them hesitate just enough to where you could get downfield. Uh, an absolutely just great scoring drive to make it 14-7 and really get you back in the game right before halftime. Unfortunately, Brock Bowers makes a crazy catch there in that third quarter, but to to kind of put you back on your heels. But that that drive by Kentucky, it, it was incredible. It was phenomenal. And the reason why I pushed back very hard, very hard, and some of it's because I was there. I could see Justin Rigg have two dudes holding on to him. Like the there were guys past the line of scrimmage to get the first down in some of those pass plays, but yeah, they're getting covered up. So it's like, do you throw it into double coverage or you just hit your check down? Like, I think you'd prefer them to make the smart play instead of trying to force something and potentially have a catastrophic play. You punt the ball, you live to, you live to live another day. But um, Kentucky's yeah. offense, like getting 14 points, uh, or 13, excuse me, because you missed the PATs. If you can come up with another score on that one possession, if you're scoring on three possessions against this Georgia team, like that's that's pretty tough. That's pretty hard to do. You just can't let Stetson Bennett, you know, drop three t- touchdowns on you and score thirty points. I wasn't sure if Justin wanted to add something, but I, I yes, um, I just felt. I, I guess a way to kind of sum it up is I felt like Cohen kind of was sticking his toes in the water to check the temperature versus just diving in head first, and probably a smart thing to do. Again, fully admit he is a offensive coordinator in the SEC. I do a two-hour radio show per day. I just thought you needed to be aggressive. You need to take it, go after them. You needed to get creative with some things you did instead of just throwing three-yard out passes to Wandell because Wandell's great and we all love him, but you're not, you weren't going to break a ton of tackles against this defense. You weren't, it's like they were hoping for Georgia to make a mistake and Georgia just wasn't going to make a mistake. So instead, go take it to them, which I thought they did on that last drive, but I'm saying that because it worked. So uh, this simply comes down to, I wanted more working offensive series, which no doy, you want that. I just wanted it to be a little more aggressive off the jump. And the thing is, uh, as Stoop said after the game, like you run a lot of screens, a lot of swing passes, a lot of outs against an aggressive team like Georgia, and you try to make them pay for their aggressiveness. But what happens is you have such incredible athlete. Like like the one time they really dialed up their shot, right? It was on the touchdown scoring drive. Kentucky had been working the kind of shorts to sideline to sideline. They were ready to take their shot. When they take their shot, they got pressure on Levis. It's a strip sack. Luckily, review says, no, he was actually already starting to throw the football. That was like, I think his only incompletion that wasn't a drop pass in the first half. But that's that's where Georgia hurts you. And in order to be able to get protection, you have to keep more guys back. And then you can't, like, it, it is just such a good defense. And really the play of the game for me that really summed it all up, it, 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 I'm not going to say it was inconsequential because if Kentucky scores a touchdown there, it's uh 14 to 24 game so it's within arm's length oh, yeah. to start the fourth quarter but you run a screen pass to Chris Rodriguez you fool everybody except one person and you've got three offensive linemen over there that only need to block one to Kobe Dean but blocking one to Kobe Dean is much easier said than done dude is going to be a All-American this year, first-team All-American. He slips by, tackles Rodriguez for a loss. If they get one body on him, 
Rodriguez just walks in the end zone for a touchdown. Instead, they get a tackle uh, behind the line of scrimmage, and then you get your six foot seven defensive tackle to push through a hole and block a field goal. Like it, it. Georgia's just got some guys, man. They they have they have some guys, and the the funniest comments we had of some you know just in the moment passionate Kentucky fans were. They got better players. What, what? Why can't we get better players? It's like because it's like four teams in the country have players like this. <laughs> well, it's what it's what we want to work towards. It's what we want to build towards, and I think it's what Kentucky's heading down the right road to do. And you play in more games like Saturday, you're going to get more dudes like the guys playing on Saturday. So they're moving in the right direction. I I I don't I just. I don't understand so much of some of the fan pushback on people that weren't like thrilled with how it all went down Saturday. Like you, we, we should want Kentucky to continue to be competitive in those games. And they were, they did some mm-hmm. nice things. One thing that is just going to like make me lose all my hair. You've got, if you're Kentucky football and you're trying to move and you are, you're moving up this ladder, you got to take care of the things you can take care of. And UK's punting is inexcusable. It's so frustrating. There's been like two good punts all season, and there's been seven games played. Uh, they went with the senior on on every punt on Saturday, Roush, or just – Good, good fellow did all the punting. Yeah, um, okay. Hell, he punted 170 yards. <laughs> but Yeah. He's, yeah to your point, he's not a um, – They they muff three punts, but he doesn't have any hang time. So when Kiaris Jackson drops it, there's nobody there to like contest him and try to pick it up. Except for the first one, that dude got freaking rocked by Zach Johnson. And then the field goal kicking, that, that's going to cost Kentucky a game. It, I agree with you, Roush. Like some of the thing, at the end of the day, Georgia was going to outclass Kentucky. And I think the game could have been a lot more interesting. I think it could have been close. And going back to, well, actually, I've got a comment on, on both of the fumbles. But uh, the one that, that Stetson had that UK didn't recover, it, as a championship quarterback myself at the flag football level, of course, having a turnover this is common sense having a turnover sticks with you it will be on the back of your mind one way or another not only does he not have to worry about a turnover there they score the next play any wrong he did on that drive just instantly like a goldfish erased from his mind because they just scored a touchdown uh they that what they wanted to accomplish they did so that was a big momentum shifter i think because maybe that weighs on his brain a little bit later in the game if that's a turnover and he starts to second-guess some of the throws because he was slinging it. He had all the confidence in the world in his receivers and not making mistakes, and I wonder if that was just because everything he had done up to that point had worked to some degree. And then on the Will Levis fumble, or lack thereof, I suppose, I I, I hear what you're saying about, like, look, you know, you do this, you do that, and then you try to take your shot. But when you even take your shot, George Levis needed to get that ball out faster. Maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't open where he wanted to. Then at that point, you need to throw it away because they were closing in on him. That wasn't like a lack of awareness, not knowing they were coming. He knew they were coming. He just held on to it too long. And then secondly, to his credit, though, that was a freakishly strong play to be able to have the arm strength while going down just to kind of hurl it to get it to be a, a pass. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was doing there. And that was a really, really heads up smart play by Levis. I don't know how he did it, or I don't know how he had the strength to hold on to that ball the way that he did, but good play for him there. Um, but yeah, th- those were, those were some takes just from those two plays that were so important in that game. And 
Uh, luckily, UK was able to keep possession there, but you got to take care of the things you can take mm-hmm. care of. And and ultimately that comes back to some of those special teams play. It's going to cost UK one of these games if they're not, if they don't clean it up, Roush. Ruffalo's just, he, he, he kicks line drives. And he does. Yeah. I mean, he, he just and does. And like the scouting and, reports out on him. Yeah. On UK I mean, as a whole. You have to, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if they'd give Chance Poor a try or not, uh, but Ruffalo's accurate. He can just get it over that damn if you can just get it past the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I, really, the, the my biggest takeaway in all of this is that you went out, you got the quarterback, and you got the one wide receiver in the transfer portal that you needed to make this game closer to start to narrow the gap, but you need at least two or three more receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. the drops, Dude. some of them were – I mean, the one that uh, Epps had where he was in the middle of the field and it was like a 20-yard game. Like, Dude, you can't – make a good play up until that point and then just drop the damn ball. You know, I mean, Isaiah Cummings, hell, he looked the part and then he got freaking rocked by N'Kobe Dean. Hope he's well. Haven't gotten an update on that front yet, but um, he was really the only significant injury that I recall. It took him a while to get up off the turf down there uh, at Sanford Stadium. But all in all, I mean, Levis, that was, I really like the direction Will Levis is going. Um, 10 completions, seven were drops. He completed 76% of his passes for 200 yards, two touchdowns. And, it, you know, I, as far as him tucking and running it, I, I, he played as well as a quarterback I think you could ask for from a Kentucky quarterback in that situation. They put a lot on him, but he was able to make 13, 22 play drives that ended in scores. And if you make that field goal, that's another one, mm-hmm. you know, another non-play drive, doing things that other teams haven't been able to do against Georgia all year. When Tennessee scored their one touchdown against them, it was a big play, you know, like you – and I, I thought we were going to have to see them score on exclusively big plays, but that wasn't the case. So um, really, really like seeing that from Kentucky. And I think the exclamation point was the exclamation point of the touchdown. And you had a lot of fans like – bringing up the spread you know you had fans booing down there at georgia they were mad dude i don't care who you are you're scoring as many points as you can as that georgia defense there is a difference in 30 to 7 and 30 to 13 like that looks different that feels different and that gives you some confidence if you've got another score on the board you had the ball for the final 12 minutes of the game you might as well go out there and i mean what was he going to do kneel it inside the five that would just be stupid you know, oh, unnecessary injuries. Oh, two more plays. You've already ran 60. Like, come on. Uh, glad they were able to help pad some Levis stats, get Wandale into the end zone. Because 30 to 13, it does. I, I know it may not sound like much, but hell, if you're an 11 and 1 SEC team and your only loss is, uh, you know, you, you were able to at least put double digits up to the best team in college football, that matters. That matters. Well, the PAT bothers me because we can't say two-score game, and it definitely should have been a two-score game, whether the PAT or even the field goal. Uh, But neither here nor there. And and when I say, you know, I thought it was a C-plus effort, and Will Levis played really well, and you kind of wasted a good game from him. Regardless, a more optimistic, positive take is two straight games Will Levis has looked like the dude we thought he was going to look like. And – LSU's defense was pretty banged up, and we'll talk a little bit more about LSU later on. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll talk about Ed Orgeron and LSU a little bit later on. But it's still a defense with a lot of talent. Will Levis tore him apart. 
And then he's looked as good as any quarterback has against Georgia this season. And that's saying something because Georgia's made every quarterback look like garbage. And that wasn't the case on Saturday for Will Levis. So I think he has probably turned a corner and it's where you want him to be Mm -hmm. coming up on what, you know, every game when you're having a historic season could be the most important game. But these next two, you, you ain't losing the final three. And again, that's not like rivalry smack talk. I'm not, I just, I would be shocked if Kentucky lost to Louisville. They're, they're so much better in so many areas. They're going to be able to run the ball, whatever, but they're not losing the final three. So you're coming into your two most important games of the season, or at least maybe one of the most two important game stretches. Again, every game is going to be important, blah, blah, blah. But you win at Mississippi state, you take care of business against Tennessee and you're going 11 and 11 and one Roush. Like you were legitimately going 11 and one at that point, your, your conversation for the college football playoff committee. Cause you admit, like you mentioned, your one loss is Georgia's most competitive game since a weird week, one game against Clemson. That's, that's saying something that's sending a message. So I like where Levis is at heading into this important stretch that uh, game in Starkville. I think Kentucky's more talented, but that's been a tough place for UK to win. And then Tennessee's a team. We'll talk about the balls as well today. Uh, I don't think two hours is going to be enough, but uh, then that Tennessee team is better than we thought they'd be Roush. So that will be a challenging game as well. But I like where Levis is at heading into this. You get a bye week. Hopefully he's riding high confidence wise for going out there and doing some nice things against Georgia. Definitely, definitely, um, man. Because there, there was a time where you thought, "Oh man, this was Levis just fool's gold at the beginning of the year." But after a little bit of a slump, Cohen and Levis, they've they've got a nice rapport. Then I think Cohen knows how to put Levis in position to succeed, and Levis is executing. So um, even though Kentucky didn't get the win, there there are things. I don't know if anybody's beaten this Georgia team this year. Uh, they might lose once, but this this is the best team in college football by a lot, by a significant margin. And uh, you know, Kentucky might be in that next five or six. So now you just gotta you gotta keep the ball rolling. You can't win one let one loss turn it into uh, regroup this week and and go back and give them hell next week. We have to take a break. There's so much more to get to. Wild weekend of college football. Really wild. We we will try to talk about it. We've got a full text line, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Waste no more time. Let's get to a break. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. We'll be right back. I try not to think about what might have been. Because that was then. What an awful song. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Appreciate you listening. Shoot a text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. And Mark, you're set an alarm for like 11.45. You will want to head to Salsaritas at that time. They've got two locations in Louisville. Middletown has a drive-through down on Shelbyville Road, and then the one in St. Matthews off Hubbard's, newly renovated, great covered patio, fall weather finally here. You can have a nice lunch outside, enjoy some of the fresh air, have a burrito, quesadilla, tacos, 
wildly addictive chips, spicy hot salsa, and download the Salsaritas app. It's going to save you some time. It will save you some money. We love our friends at Salsaritas. Roush, so besides the outcome of the game, Athens, a great time. It sounds like you all got rowdy on Friday night. Uh, enjoyed the game day experience on Saturday. Good trip. We uh we tore it up, man. It was a good time. The the fans before the game were a blast. I mean, it reminded me of that 2018 trip to AM where Kentucky's five and oh, you'd never been to Kyle Field before, and a lot of people made that journey. There was a lot this time too, even more so because much easier to get to. Uh, only about seven hours from Louisville, six or so from Lexington. So uh a lot of Kentucky fans made the trip. And I got to say, there there was a point where I had – it was the best Cats chant of my lifetime. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to top it. I'm only disappointed that Luckett didn't get a video of me starting it. He just had all of the fans going along with me. But were they – you've never been to Georgia, correct? The, I've for, been, I have been to Georgia. Okay, okay. You know how I, they have the train tracks on the far side of the stadium. Mm-hmm. The, the team – that's where they're greeted at the catwalk and the train tracks they're at about the top of the bowl so they sit about 30 feet high up off the ground uh, a lot of people walk across them during the you know pregame festivities and whatnot very much like stand by me well luck and i we're walking over there i'm up on top of the hill there's about 300 uk fans getting ready for the catwalk and i went about as all in on my cats 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 chant and it was just, I mean, from the belly up, it felt great. And then having the roar, oh, it was awesome. So much fun. The catwalk was crazy. Uh, a lot of families there. So just, it was a really just a top-notch atmosphere. That place was loud. Kentucky wasn't rattled. Um, and, you know, they 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 had a chance. They had it within reach at halftime. Just uh, Georgia's too much. They're, they're too much this year. It's a shame that Kentucky's closed the gap, but – this is Georgia's best year ever. You know, you may, maybe you catch them in one of these other seasons, but this is their best team that Kirby Smart's had, their best shot at winning a national championship. All we need is Georgia to lose two of their final three. The Caps go undefeated. Boom. Backdoor, we're in for the East Championship, Roush. Yeah, that ain't happening. Sorry. Just, just got to believe, buddy. Just got to believe. They, they there, uh, there's a scenario where Georgia – Kentucky, Alabama, and Ole Miss combined for three losses to finish the regular season, two of which would come against one another in some capacity. Whoa, you know what do you what do you do if that if that scenario ends up happening? Uh, that would be pretty wild. Ole Miss has some challenging games left on the schedule. LSU at home, which shouldn't be too much of a trouble with where the LSU is at as a program. They'll have to go to Auburn, which will be a tough one. They'll get A and M at their place, and then of course the Egg Bowl to finish the year at Mississippi State, which is never an easy game for either team in that one. But they they can finish with one loss. Alabama, I think everybody feels pretty oh. confident that they're going to roll through with just the one loss. Georgia is not losing. I agree with you, Roush. Yeah. And then Kentucky, oh, Ole Miss though they're they're going to. This is a lucky streak they're on right now. You can't have two games that you win on the last possession. And think things are eventually going to go the opposite way. And I, I actually, you know, that that we want we thought people really wanted to play that over under 84 points. I, I knew that wasn't going to make it. But I do think they might be able to get to 84 this weekend against LSU. LSU, hell, they can score, turns out. 
Yeah, I don't know what nice, the hell Dan nice, Mullen's doing? But nice win for them. Uh, let, let's first the trash on the field at the Tennessee game. Man, all right. Quick aside, we spent a lot of time this weekend listening to play-by-play calls in the car because Luckett has his XM. So after we 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 ate at like a sports bar, we watched the end of that Braves game. They were going nuts. And there were about six minutes left, give or take, Ole Miss, Tennessee. We're driving back, listening to it. And the Ole Miss guy, Luckett's just complaining so much about how terrible these homers are. Tell us the time. Tell us the time. What yard line are they on? And these guys are just, our boys, I, I, I don't think he got it. I don't know. I don't know where this spot is. This officiating has been horrible. And they have finally, you know, after that review of where the spot was, we're pulling in and the old Miss guys are saying, oh, no, there's trash on the field now. And I thought that they might have been exaggerating. We get into our room. We turn on the TV and, oh, my God, it's raining garbage. And cheerleaders are using their signs as umbrellas from all of the Tennessee trash. What a garbage, garbage football program the University of Tennessee has. That was pretty wild. And just with how much time was left and Tennessee still got a chance. And of course, oh, Milton. Oh man, Joe Milton. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that was even better than we thought. Cause I, you know, everybody made the jokes about him throwing it out of the stadium. And that pass was a little, a little high. I thought, I mean, hell, it was a good throw on that first one, but then to not even throw the ball up on the final play of the game, yeah, just the, throw it up. The, the jokes of him being the only person in Neyland not to throw something. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty 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 good uh he maybe will be the quarterback when tennessee comes to lexington i don't know if there's any update uh on what's his name for tennessee but yeah but hooker looked very hurt like, yeah and he and he's got a long history of being hurt yeah um so we don't want anybody to have any severe injuries but anti-severe injuries always have said that on KFC. It, it would i i would not be mad if is it two weeks i guess it'd be Yep. Wait, five, five week. Yeah. Well, so if yeah, the he misses three games, I would know. be Six. not mad. Not mad at all. Because yeah. Joe Milton is very bad. Mississippi State game is the 30th, then Tennessee. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Already sold out. Gotcha. Yeah. Very, very exciting and good news for Kentucky. And then LSU gets a big win over Florida. And what happens? They move on from their coach, which yeah, they everybody had said it was in the works before that game was even played. But I'm if I'm a coach and I've got a pretty good spot, I ain't leaving for LSU. You had the best season maybe in the history of college football, and just uh, not even two seasons or full. Well, I guess two and a half, two and a half seasons later, you're you're out of here, Roush. See ya. Adios. I, uh, they should have just done it last week. Like, why give him a chance to even play with Florida if he knew you were going to fire him? You know? See, that's what I thought. The timing of the whole thing was just so weird. Like, it that's a huge win for LSU. Maybe the biggest win they've got all season, and then they announce after that he's going to be let go. Which, I mean, I don't disagree with him being let go, but that's timing, crazy. weird. They, well, and I think what it was, Justin, is they didn't want him to just go ahead and string together a bunch of wins. Their, their AD was just like, we got to – we got to move on before he goes in here and saves his job. I mean, the dude's got some pride. Was he? What do they think he's not going to try anymore? No, I think the issue was they were worried he'd try too much, and then the perception would be, "Oh man, he finished strong." Now we got to keep him around. Well, now, now I'm on board for chaos, and I hope he does win out. 
Just so well, they look stupid. Interim O is uh, very like we we know well how good he is as an interim coach, and he's still technically the coach for the rest of the year. We got interim Orgeron back. I, I I'm I'm just kind of I'd be pretty disappointed if I was Coach O. Uh, if I was an LSU fan, I, I wouldn't like the message this would send to our next candidate pool. Uh, not saying you have to keep somebody that you think is not the right guy for the job for an extended period of time, but middle of the season, especially the optics of it coming out after the Florida game, even if it was in the works before the Florida game, just not a good look. And the dude lost his best assistance, Roush. That's tough really for any coach to kind of overcome. They still had a ton of talent in that program, especially some really, really young talent. And, you know, maybe some people weren't happy. I, I won't pretend to know the all, all the dynamics of it. But if I'm – Stoops, for example. I, I, I was looking at a few hot boards for LSU. I didn't see Stoops' name anywhere for what uh, it's worth. And, no. and I, I wouldn't – It's not going to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't expect to anyways. But, like, it looked, just for Stoops, just as an example, why would you want to leave a great situation in Kentucky where you're king and it's just like a matter of time before they build a statue of you – for a situation where you could win a national championship, blink, and then be gone shortly after that. Like, that's just, that sounds like a horrible, horrible place to operate, to do business. Yes, you can recruit and you can win, and there's a passionate fan base, but that's really used against you more times yeah. than not, it seems like, in Baton Rouge. The, Baton, LSU and the USC are both unique jobs in what they need from their coach. Uh, kind of like how Billy Gillespie, his whole like, he didn't understand what you have to do as the Kentucky men's basketball coach. You need to be kind of a celebrity in USC. That 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 comes with that one. And then at LSU, they like this kind of rebel, renegade coach. But you got to be able to handle your big personalities from the state of Louisiana. That job's going to be attractive because of the kind of um, talent that you can keep home. But uh, I, I, if I'm worried about anything, it's like, and I'm really not, but there's going to be a lot of different moving pieces in the coaching carousel this year. And the ripple effect is probably going to be a bigger deal. And if I'm worried, the only one thing I'm really worried about, a lot of, there's one dude who's a coaching carousel reporter, Stephen Godfrey. He's He's put out there multiple times that Kirk Ferentz is retired. Like, Stoops filling in for Ferentz after the season. He's already got that kind of penciled in. Um, so, I don't know who he's got that's pushing him on that. But Ferentz might want to retire after he got his teeth kicked in by the Purdue Boilermakers. Hammer down, boiler up. Why the hell would Stoops want to leave Kentucky for Iowa? That just doesn't make any sense. Well, he went to school there. Um Okay. You know, he can play Iowa football there. That's the big thing. All the Stoopses went to Iowa. I got you. So. What's uh what's the better job, USC or LSU, in your opinion? USC. LSU. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Because yeah. I was on USC, but USC is just easier. You, you you okay? That is correct. Uh, much easier. Um, but I do LSU, think like, just being yeah. able to have those like those guys at LSU. I know you can say the same thing about Southern California, but man. Like Boutte, like a ton of those guys are just from Louisiana. Like all you need to do is just get their home state guys and you've got a top 20 recruiting class. I think if you separate the jobs by themselves, US or LSU is a better job. But just when you take into, take into consideration the current 
climate uh, scenarios what which apply right now title so nine stuff at lsu they're dealing with like, yeah you know, yeah. um how, well, ultimately how, it's going to be easier to win at usc yeah how loaded the west is right now like lsu you you got a hell of a lot more fans than usc you get a hell of a lot more money you have a lot more resources not that usc is scraps but you're talking about lsu which is number two or three in the SEC. So like you're talking, or maybe fourth, but you're talking big time. So that's a different animal than USC. USC is just so much easier to win because you have a great talent pool out there and nobody cares about football nearly as much as they do in the SEC. But I don't know. It, I guess it would depend. You win at LSU, you could be considered one of the greatest of all time, uh, go down in history. You could do that at USC as well, I suppose. But USC has been in stall mode. They've been in neutral for a good bit. So something's not right out there. So I don't know. I'll be interested to see who takes both those jobs. All right, let's get, let's see what Urban Meyer decides to do. Let's Ooh. get to the text line, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Urban finally got a win. Wow. Good for him. Good I for bet him. him. One of my few wins this weekend. Well done. Thank well you. done, TJ. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, oh, well. We lost the first one in the Tampa series too. Tell Roush it was Biden's fault. So is Christmas. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I was kind of reading ahead for the text line to make sure that we didn't miss any from over the weekend, and then so I like, knew how that text started in regards to the Red Sox, and then I just heard the Biden stuff. I was like, wait, is that the same text? Had to go back very, and look and make very sure. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Uh, Red Sox series one, one, they start in Boston today. So three straight games in Boston. Just go ahead and win all three of them. Uh, they, they came back after Friday night's loss, which they should have won and then hit two grand salamis in game two. So they even that one up. And then the Atlanta Braves up two nothing on the Los Angeles Dodgers two walk off wins for the Braves That's right. to go up two Oh in that series. So that one will head back into LA on Tuesday but uh, there's your MLB baseball update. Did I hear that the Red Sox hit those two grand slams in the first two innings? Yeah, back-to-back -back wow. innings. That's yeah. impressive. So that was going on while I was losing my mind during the UK game. So that was a nice little, uh, nice little chaser. A texture says the that non-recovery on the fumble is going to torment me for weeks. Gosh, for what it's worth, Man. I actually think it was a forward pass. I, I, but it was, it was bang bang. It was completely 50-50. Um, well, just it's right there. It's a football. Jump on it. They're meant to be jumped on. Go get it. Yep. Go get the ball. Man, that hurt. Hey, let's Man, wrap one, up. Let's uh, go on. I was going to say, there's one texture that was very mad at you during the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and a couple people got it. People, the amount of people that just think that they can name call, and then when somebody, when the, when the person you name call responds back, they act so, like, flabbergasted by it like they're so shocked that you would even write back to them uh I, I i went after some folks on saturday probably shouldn't have but it felt good to be honest with you um some people just are complete and total dinguses or they just don't know how to read either either doofus. either one um, oh yeah doofus much worse than dingus like georgia didn't send anybody on that block field goal that doesn't mean they didn't nobody went to go block the field goal that is an expression to, to suggest they just went with their they were, they were it looked like safety package for they had, they had several guys just not even move on that field goal but you are right roush that it is like a freakish defensive line it's a bit of an exception i'd be okay with that if it won it didn't happen twice you had two 
field goals messed up in that game. And right. we've seen it happen throughout the season, some issues on field goals. So uh, it, it did – got to get that cleaned up. Those are things you can take care of. I get it, Georgia, maybe a one-offer there. But no more no more sloppiness on special teams. Also, I, I kind of wanted Stoops to go for two after that score because, like, you know, just work on your – like, run your two-point plays. Get it in a yeah. live rep. Like, what's oh, what's a PAT going to do? You we know? have been – well, I need to work on those, I suppose, too. But <laughs> you'd, you'd ran, what, like four goal line plays right there? And yeah. I'm not buying also that a few of those guys didn't get in. Yeah, oh, whatever. especially the Levis one. Yeah, like, seriously. He, he was definitely in, but they didn't want to review it because the refs were trying to get home. They know? were. I totally agree <laughs> They with were you. trying All to right. get the hell out of there. Hour one done. We're going to have a jam-packed hour two here on Kentucky Roll Call. UK loses, but the future's still very bright for this season. 11-1, totally on the table for the Cats. We'll come back. We'll talk more about it. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Galen here on Big X Sports Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on the Big X. And remember, Just the Cats comes on when we go off. Nine o'clock, first time on Big X Sports Radio. Michael Bennett, Alan Cutler. And the takes were a firing off this weekend, Roush. So I'm I'm sure their opening show is going to be electric. Electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. This has been an interesting Monday for me, by the way, guys, because I don't have to save our segments like I normally do for the replay. So I feel like I'm forgetting something here in studio. But in all reality, it's just a lot easier. Uh, is the podcast going to work? Absolutely. 100%. That's all yeah. I care about. That's what we like to hear, Justin. Uh, Justin had a big birthday weekend. The Cats come up short against Georgia. Uh, some to like, some to be a little disappointed with, but I don't think there's any UK fan that's not moving forward full speed ahead, Roush. Uh, we knew that was going to be a tough game on Saturday, and it was just that Georgia freakishly good. Uh, but like we said, some to like, some to dislike, but uh, history still on the horizon for Man. the Cats. You, Scoots almost had his Hoosiers pull off the big upset too. Uh, oh, they were they oh. were right there, man. They were right there. I, I knew they were gonna yeah. be right there. I I really didn't think they were gonna lose by five. That's why I took the four and a half. So that was a little heartbreaking <laughs> when you get beat on a bet on top of your team getting beat. That always sucks. But yeah, they gave it a good effort. Yeah, uh, Michigan State hits very, very, very hard. Uh, yeah. They are a hard hitting team. I don't think they're a great football team. But, man, they're punishing on some of their tackles. 7-0 says otherwise. Yeah, but, like, still don't think they're a great football team. I mean, I'm with you, TJ. I am not a believer in Michigan State. But at what point do you have to start being a believer? Well, I don't ever have to be technically. Trust me. America. There's been some Gonzaga basketball years that uh, you can ask Trevor back going back to some of my early years. I was just like, this is a good team. I don't care if they're undefeated. Uh, They're not a great team. Sounds like me every year. I was normally right on that regard, but uh, yeah, it was a fun weekend of college football. I, I, I want to just maybe get to the text and, and let them bring up some different things. Okay. Uh, Roush, you had teased that one texter wasn't happy with me. No, they were very mad at you. They 
Oh, man, I, I haven't seen a profanity-laced text like this in a long time on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. TJ, and maybe a decent percent of UK fans, bleep off with the pity party wary in the second quarter. Georgia is really bleeping good. We keep going. If you don't want to, then don't. But don't sit and act like you're here for it. And they say, 14-7, my point remains. So shut the bleep up. I don't really know just what, what, yeah, just what specifically you said that had made them mad, but man, they were mad. It was mad. just me not being happy with the way the offense started. And then they started opening it up, doing some trick plays. Uh, that touchdown was awesome. That was, that was a genius play, great play, wide open, worked to perfection. They knew they had some stuff that worked against Georgia. Uh, it just – Seemed like we we waved the white flag few, a few too many possessions. I know I know it's Georgia's defense. I understand all that, um, but in the sense that you you know we keep going. I, what are you talking about, buddy? Get that out. Yeah, I uh, I also can't blame Kentucky for trying to run it early on. You, I was alright with the run. It was that's just the strength the, of your offense. So like you have to try, but it was really hurting them. You know. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I was fine with the running attempts. I almost wanted more of them. I just. It was the uh, just the constant short passes that just weren't really doing much for us. And I get it. You try to kind of bait them in with some of those, and then you take your shots. But uh, just I wanted more plays that worked. I don't think that's too much to ask. Yeah, the one that people got really mad at too. I don't know if the TV screen could show you, but it was the the receiver. I I don't I don't know the other ones, but his primary read was just getting tackled downfield. Stoops was going to go out in that field and kick that referee's ass. It was bad. <laughs> but you know what? He worked him long enough. He finally got a holding call, and it got uh, it, it got a, like a sixty yard touchdown called back. So you yeah, know, he eventually was, got his call. That that was nice. Um, that was a tough one. Texter mm. says, at the end of the day, Georgia's just a better, just better with more talent, playing at home with a great crowd. This game means nothing to our season as we still finish eleven and one. Any negative fans can get out of here. We played in the game of the week, and if not for a non-recovered fumble and drop passes, we could have won. Go Cats. Like the I optimism. I still don't know about winning, but it would have definitely been much more interesting. I think you could have put some pressure on Georgia, made it interesting, right. but I do think one way or another, Georgia's probably going to find a way to win that football game, and that's not all that hot of a take. They're really, really good. Kentucky didn't play its all-star A-plus performance, but a uh, Lot to build on moving forward, and you're you're. I think you're the more talented team than everybody else you're going to face the rest of the season. So, as Georgia was Ooh. more talented than you and took care of business, do the same amongst them. That 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 is a weird spot we're in, TJ. Where Kentucky fans have an expectation to win every single game it plays from here on out. That is yeah. a. That's a that's a spot we aren't in very often. <laughs> and we, yeah, I love it. And credit to Stoops for that, and credit Ooh. to that team for this. And again, everybody had predicted a loss at Georgia. It happened. You move on from it because there's mm -hmm. a lot to. And hell, I'm excited about an angry Chris Rodriguez. You know that game's not going to sit well with him. Um, right. The the big blue wall was hoping to be able to establish a running game early on. Looked like they may, and then Georgia put the clamps down on them, and, and Kentucky went to more passing attacks. So uh, I, I I'm I'm excited for this Mississippi State game. I think they're going to be highly motivated going into that one in Starkville, coming off a bye. I sure as hell hope so. Four and one straight up in its last five games after a bye, but one and four against the spread. Um, so Kentucky's winning, but they're winning ugly. Just kind of skating out of there. 
probably going to be near a pick em because Mississippi State's going to run up the score in Vandy next week. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll learn on Sunday. We will find out today kickoff time for that game in Starkville. Got a feeling it's going to be a night game. Halloween weekend, SEC Network special. That's that's my, my, Could my be hunch. Open for something else. Uh, just, you know. I don't. I wouldn't mind if the UK game was on during the Halloween party, but it's always yeah. You, you want the I, Halloween I would, party. You want the Halloween party to be the Halloween party. Well, and also you don't Starkville at night much different than Starkville at the day. Like, just much rather be playing there at noon than at oh, yeah. eleven a.m. local time than you know six thirty. Oh, maybe, maybe with Kentucky being ranked, they'll say like, "Hey, we'll get you. We'll get you on the better network earlier than the worst mm-hmm. network later." Speaking of Vandy, that Vandy South Carolina game, Wolf. Man, I oh, didn't see gosh. the end of it, but is, how about Zebulaya? Zebulaya oh. coming in, leading the Gamecocks to a victory. Man, what a dumb game! Shout out to the under. I was, I was uh, wrong. I was wrong about South Carolina covering. They started out really hot, and then they were kind of lucky to win it all day. That would have been such a bad loss for South Carolina to lose to Vanderbilt, but. Uh, that's that's the, another good thing too is we look at like UK's stats and the we we are happy about Wandell's stats and Rodriguez obviously not a great week for him but something that you can use in recruiting you still get Vandy you still get that New Mexico game um, Louisville is going to be a big a chance to put up some some nice numbers as well so some games uh, some stat padding games still remain. For Kentucky, a texter on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, "Nick, tell Jack to suck it. He's been annoying this whole game, calling us embarrassing and saying we aren't ready for the moment. Maybe just maybe Georgia has a historic defense with three five star running backs and five five star offensive linemen." Yeah, um, that's the the thing that I, I I understand getting all fired up too during the games, but that's where you have to. You'd be tepid in some of your takes because guys are going to get beat against players that are better than them. I mean, I don't. Just... Well, and myself included, I didn't see what Jack was saying or what he wasn't saying, but there were people that weren't happy with the way that Kentucky kind of came out for such a big game. It's not the end of the world. Nobody, I think, is again saying all doom and gloom. You just thought it'd be a little bit crisper to start. Um, and you're right that that first series looked like it was going the right way until that stupid, stupid penalty. So uh, that kind of changed the that changed things at least briefly in that moment. Momentum kind of swung the other way there. But I, I think people thought they were going to come out a little yeah. bit more fired up. And plus, also well, this Kentucky team has started really well most games all season. So it was a little weird just to kind of see it go the other way. And I'm even like kind of slightly pushing back because just to flip the field on the first possession, that's a win. It was score. That was the first time Georgia was scoreless in the first quarter all season. I know, you know you didn't really do like you you that penalty it should have probably resulted in points the way that drive was going. You're right, right, right flipping right. the field was nice but then, you know, eventually that didn't matter. It got flipped they, back. They did you. definitely well, if you want more, but this whole UK is just not ready for the moment thing. Like they they went in there and they yeah. fought tooth and nail and they ended up just getting rolled over. This was like this was this Georgia teams kind of like those old Alabama teams from like a decade ago that would just slowly and methodical methodically just rip your soul out. That's what this Georgia team does, man. It, and when you got five star defensive tackles, they're gonna be day one NFL draft picks going up against three star offensive guards. Kenneth Horsey and Eli Cox are fine collegiate offensive linemen. But those dudes are pros that they're going up against. Like it's just it's 
It's a tall task. It's a really tall task. So I don't, this whole Kentucky's not ready for the moment thing. The gap is definitely closer, but like, like this is as close as Kentucky has been to re, uh, breaching that gap. But the gap between the haves and the haves not in college football, like it's just, it's so far. It's so far ahead between those three to four teams at the top and everybody else. It just, it is. It's really tough. Well, when you have that many scholarship players, like there's a lot of room for discrepancy. Like there's a lot of room to kind of separate yourself. And you're talking about a talent pool of 70 to 80 dudes where you need to get all those guys to the level that you want them to be. Like Georgia and Alabama and the likes of those programs, they they, one guy goes down, they're fully expecting the next dude to come in and do big things because they were recruited to do just that. Kentucky's getting there. They really are. They're they're making strides. The depth of this overall program, we always have complimented. You no, know, with Bowley and Oxendine, you saw some nice things from the replacements there. They graded out pretty solid, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so that's good. So Kentucky's getting there, just not there yet. The too big for the moment thing, maybe that's just semantics. But I, I, I can think Kentucky came out um, – a little flat, maybe again, not the right word, because they did do some nice things right off the get-go, but unfortunately it stalled, and then you went a little too conservative for my liking. I, I really think it says a lot that Kentucky didn't just roll over and get smoked. And you may say, like, oh, that's the bar you're setting. But as Ralph said, that's what Georgia does to everybody. That's what they've done to everybody. You couldn't even blink. If you were getting a, a soda before that Arkansas game and you missed, you know, the you blinked and you were down in the concourse – the game was over by the time you got back to your yeah. seats. Georgia can do that to teams. Kentucky took a punch, didn't really look like they were going to be able to recover, just looked a little wobbly, I guess, if you will, and then regained its composure and punched Georgia right back and really played Georgia evenly three quarters, Roush. Three quarters they played evenly, and then the the third quarter, it was just – I wish Kentucky would have been a little better coming out of halftime, but guess what? Georgia – has better players and they were motivated coming out of halftime too. And they did what they needed to do to kind of give themselves some breathing room in that game. But the, there is a lot to like from the way Kentucky responded and made the, that a game. Right. Right. The, the too big for the moment is folding after you get down and just getting ran out of the stadium. They did not they get ran that. out of the stadium. Correct. They not did They did not do that. And even, you know, you know, you hit that field goal there, there was ways to make that game even more interesting than it was. Yeah. Um, jump that's that screenplay you know, to me. Some of that stuff. The screenplay to me just really sums up the game. Like Kentucky yeah. has a chance, but they just out like they put themselves in a position to succeed, and then they out athlete you and just make like a crazy play, and you just, you can't do anything about it. You know, and that's it's tough. So it makes them tough. They got three first team All Americans on that defense, and I guess I got my hopes up a little bit early on just because all week. It was swaggy stoops, if you will, you know, as cliche and corny as that may be. But he was pumped up. I was listening to his pregame interview with Dick Gabriel, which I think they record on Fridays anyways. And he like he had a line something along like tomorrow's gonna be tomorrow's gonna be a hell of a day or tomorrow's gonna be a great day. Like he I really felt like they thought that they were going to be able to go toe for toe with Georgia. And Roush, if they play a probably just a slightly cleaner game, you you can say that. Now, when you lose, end up score three possessions. We all know it should have technically been two possessions. I, I think just some folks thought, like, all right, Kentucky's going to come out, and we've got something for you, Georgia. And then it kind of instead was like, wait a minute, just play a little bit better, and you could be right there. You're like, you're close, but you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Stop doing that, and you can make this thing interesting. 
Um, that, I think, was the frustration, at least for myself and maybe for some other folks. But it got turned around. Um, they, they figured out a way to fight. And like I've said now 30 times, there's a lot to like moving forward for this team. And you'll love the fact Will Levis has put together two, to two, two back-to-back good games in SEC play against good defenses. And if he plays well against Mississippi State or Tennessee, I just can't imagine losing those games. So that's good. Your quarterback's starting to come into his own. You got out of that game. Pretty healthy, all things considered. We'll hear from we'll hear an update on Isaiah Cummings today, and there's uh, still plenty to love about this team in this season. Rush a whole lot to love, a whole lot to look forward to. But we get to relax and exhale a little bit during the bye week. It's going to be nice, real nice, Clark. Another texture says, "Good teams win, great teams cover." Let's go, Cats. Well done, well done. Oh, gosh, that was well, that. That was kind of fun. The drama at the end, <laughs> and it should have been Kentucky should have covered easily. Damn it, field goals. Well, and and I even got the line before because it dropped a point and a half, I think the day before. I had it at 23, so I was pushing. And oh, nice. Yeah, it, but man, just go ahead and get out there. Really make folks happy. Really tick off the Georgia fans. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I, uh, I just why that make Georgia fans mad. I went to Caesars. I went to Caesars on Saturday, and that was like the talk of – the whole casino is that <laughs> Kentucky's 21 and a half point favorites. What? I, I saw so many guys hear that line and just sprint over to the sports book to place their bet. So good job, Kentucky. Made a lot of people happy. Hell of a cover, Cats. Made me yeah. happy as well with that cover. But that was, that was funny. And, uh, and they got in. So suck it to uh, Jeff Foxworthy. Texter says, Kentucky played the best game socket. So- Week one, I guess they mean besides week one, Clemson against Georgia should be yeah. top 10 this week with Iowa losing. Well, um, yeah, top 15, you know, they didn't. I, I thought it was going to be worse. I agree, Texter, that like if we're going off resumes, Kentucky's undefeated, they're one loss, and Kentucky's wins don't look as good as the season. And I, but that's always kind of the case in the SEC, Roush. Wins earlier in the season don't look as good because SEC teams, it's so easy just to have the wheels fall fall apart in this league, um, which, again, credit to, Flor- or credit to LSU for finding a way to win that game uh, against Florida. But I do think they should be top 10, but knowing how the polls treat Kentucky, I'm really not too mad with top 15. No, no. It's, it's, uh, you're in a, in a not bad spot. I'll take it. So where did Iowa end up? Yeah, well, they're like 11th or 12th. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, uh, what, uh, yeah. Being behind Coastal though, get the hell out of here with that. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that that's just ridiculous. But looking at the schedule, if Kentucky does go 11 and one, like we all hope and wish and kind of expect, if we're going to be honest with each other, that can get within the realm of. I don't know. At the end of the season, routes like seventh, you think? I was going to say sixth, yeah. Yeah, sixth, seventh, eighth, somewhere in that ballpark. Every so often, a team may jump you up. They get a big win. Um, but as teams just lose and you keep winning, naturally, you're going to move up and up and up and up. So the Big Ten's going to do a lot. They backloaded their schedule. They ha- Like all of these undefeated pick Big Ten teams that play nobody. Oh, yeah. Like the Michigan Big Ten State, teams. Michigan, Penn State. They all are going to play each other in November. Uh, the Big Ten East. So that, that's that's going to change things around. All For some reason, I was talking with this Luckett, everybody but the SEC has decided to backload their schedules with all the good teams playing each other then. And it's a risky game. Man. Like, 
because if your teams aren't perfect, then you've just got like the bad team, like your quote unquote best teams. They want these big undefeated matchups, and that can go horribly wrong. Um, you see this in the SEC. It doesn't really apply to Kentucky as much, and that's not just sour grapes. I think it's a reality. But in regards to football, but allow me to use the comparison for like ACC or Big Ten basketball, where the league is perceived to be so good that every loss is considered a good loss, so teams mm-hmm. really are never punished. I think you'll see that in November in the Big Ten as they figure out the dominoes start to fall in the East. I think you're going to see teams lose, but they're going to say, oh, yeah, but that was number eight versus number six. How much can we really punish them? And then the other team only ends up dropping in like a few spots or whatever. So they all hang around in that area. I think you'll – and that happens in the SEC in football from time to time. I don't think Kentucky really benefits from it all that much, but uh, it does happen in the SEC as well. But I think you're going to see that in the Big Ten where I don't think teams are going to drop as much as you think. Um, but if Kentucky just takes care of business, they'll keep trucking along and then – very interesting scenario where you could have four SEC teams with one or fewer losses at the end of the year. Roush isn't an old Miss believer. He thinks it's going to catch up to them. Uh, I think they're good. doesn't mean they can't slip up and lose a game, but I bet they beat Auburn. I think they beat A&M, so uh, maybe could come down to that egg bowl, and I, I wouldn't imagine they'd lose to the Pirate in that one. By the way, Mississippi State's quarterback was banged up. Uh, a lot of their fans were mad that Leach kept him in the game, but I don't really have the full story there i'm guessing oh, you don't either unfortunately i don't i didn't realize rogers got hurt so he was playing banged up supposedly and just looked horrible like it was like what is he doing out there is what folks were saying so um uk's two next opponents quarterback banged up or maybe going to be out you know who knows so uh, something to keep an eye on there let's get back to the thornton's text line let me remind you though if you want to be a refreshing rewards member all you got to do is download the thornton's app and then when you go fill up gas or whatever you do there they're going to scan that app and you're going to save money super easy super efficient if you out if you're out driving around as much as i do uh, every every buck matters every time you can save a few cents on a gallon of gasoline it really does add up thornton's trying to save you some cash and we'd love to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 The more I reflect on the game, the more I think we should have won or really challenged them. We fall on that thumble or even run it in. Wandell catches that touchdown. I'm pretty sure we scored on that possession, right? That Wandell dropped it? Or, or was that the screen one? Yeah, that was the screen one. Yeah, because that was second. Being on uh, first, Wondell oh, yeah. was in the corner. He couldn't bring it in. That would have been a really tough catch. Um, but, yeah, okay. Don't let them block the other field goal. We're 23-23. Need to stop thinking about it. But, it, man, it's frustrating. Still a lot of great things on the table, though. I like my team. Also, you can't play that game with the fumble thing. Like, that momentum is – Momentum, but yeah, well, but like you can't just say like, well, you take away the one score, then it's this. Like they might not even score the possession after that, you know. Like, and Georgia fans could say, well, if you don't get the holding, you know, they could they could play their own game where that score goes the other way. So it is always a kind of a. It's not the most solid argument that you're going to see when it comes to sports. But Texer, I agree with you over. I agree with the overall sentiment. That, that's how I was on Saturday. Well, I was just a little frustrated because it was like, man, I really wish if Kentucky played 
its best game I would have loved to see where this thing could have been. But they didn't, and you credit to Georgia, and you don't panic, and you don't freak out or anything like that. But I agree overall with that sentiment that it's just like, man, you had a chance to really make it interesting, and instead you, you didn't take care of your own business in some of those regards. But it's it's not the end of the world. I feel like there was like a division in the fan base between can you how critical is allowed – how, how critical can we be? Uh, let fans fan the way they want to fan. Yeah, fan hard. Often in fan daily. Uh, <laughs> nobody cares about your family, a texter says, winning at Purdue, Nick. Read the room. No, you no, you definitely care. You want Iowa to lose as many games as possible. Suck it, I Iowa. Can't, I, that game, that was, that was a crazy game. Purdue just controlled it from the get-go. Like, they were, it was never really in doubt. Man, They're they, just better. They dominated them. <laughs> I mean, That'd be crazy. a really frustrating loss if I was an Iowa fan. You're having yeah. this dream season. Everybody's talking about you. You're looking like you're in a pretty good spot to get to the college football playoffs. And then Purdue at home by three possessions? Yikes. Kentucky was more competitive against Georgia on the road than Iowa was at home against Purdue. And that's not hyperbole. That's facts. Who would have thought? Who would have thought. Uh, Texter says, it's midnight in watching the Vols throw golf balls and mustard bottles on the field and still wondering what Jacquez Jones is doing, <laughs> just staring at the ball one yard in front of him. Unforgivable. He says, remember those YouTube videos. I do. I do remember those YouTube videos. Oh, that's what he meant by unforgivable. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, chicken sandwich and some waffle fries. <laughs> I'm hungry. Because I'm hungry. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Th- Pepper or something. That's a very Dr. Zivargo. I, I think that's just a our our like, you know, to graduate in high school two thousand seven to probably twenty eleven, I think is that age group. And if you if you aren't in there, you probably have no idea what we're talking about, which is probably, probably the norm here. Um by the way, just one little like not gonna come as a surprise. But the people that are like, well, maybe Mitch got it right not serving alcohol. Look oh, at these Tennessee fans. God. Well, then you got to stop serving mustard in the stadium, too. <laughs> if you get rid of plastic water bottles and mustard, then I think really that's the reason. That yeah. These fans are out stop. Of you got to stop serving golf balls, too. Yeah. Uh, I did see that, like, I don't know if it was their chancellor or whoever the hell it was for Tennessee, just like sent out a tweet saying how disappointed she was and the, like that's unacceptable. The and the amount of fans that Tennessee fans that were defending it was pretty shocking. Not a good oh. look. Not a good oh, and, look. And also, they're like, "Oh, it's just a few Tennessee fans. Dude, get the hell out of here! You, they're gonna try to just blame the students." No, it was the they, they were throwing stuff out to the fifty yard line. It was it was the entire Tennessee fan base and folks. I mean, they're just an embarrassing group. I mean, embarrassing, embarrassing group. fan base, but that that's just like in a situation like that, if, you know, something like that happened at UK game, you'd want to be like, you wouldn't want to snitch on the person you saw throw it, but you would almost want to be like, Hey dude, don't do that. That's just going to get that. Like, that's all this is going to, you're not going to change anything by throwing something on the field. You're not going to intimidate them into making a different call. All you're doing is one, putting yourself in trouble to, have some legal action against you to be kicked out and never allowed back like it's just not worth it you wish that like cooler heads pr- could prevail but there is booze whether or not they serve it in the stadium or not tack like this is the first time that they've thrown stuff on the field in sec games where booze has just been allowed now for like two seasons give me a break uh, old miss basketball game against tennessee back a few years ago before they served booze there 
they Ole Miss fans threw stuff on the court because they were mad at calls. It's yep. always a bad look. Just don't be that person. And if you see somebody doing it, try to get them to stop. Um, but bad look for Tennessee. Bad, bad, like bad. Like the golf ball, you know. Like, why would you – you've got some serious problems if you want to, like, physically hurt somebody over a game. Yep. Just weird. Just weird. Weird stuff. Weird behavior. Should we take breaks? Yeah, let's take a break. All right, we'll come back. We'll finish up this text line. Get you all fired up for just the cats with Michael Bennett and Alan Cutler starting on Big Exports Radio. Their debut at nine o'clock, and we'll finish up this uh, Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next here on Big Exports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Janice, I apologize to you if I don't seem real eager to jump into a forced, awkward, intimate situation that people like to call dating. I don't like the feeling. You're sitting there, you're wondering, do I have food on my face? Am I eating? Am I talking too much? Are they talking enough? Am I interested? I'm not really interested. Should I play like I'm interested, but I'm not that interested? But I think she might be interested, but do I want to be interested? But now she's not interested. So now all of a sudden I'm getting, I'm starting to get interested. And when am I supposed to kiss her? Do I have to wait for the door? Because then it's awkward. It's like, well, good night. Do you do like the ass out hug? Where you like to you hug each other like this and the ass sticks out because you're trying not to get too close. You just go right in and kiss him on the lips. So don't kiss him at all. It's very difficult trying to read the situation. And all the while, you're just really wondering, are we going to get hopped up enough to make some bad decisions? Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush. We've been out of the dating game a long time, Roush, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that still it still feels like it rings true. Justin Kalen, our producer, he's also been out of the dating game for a long time. That's more of like an IR situation, taking him, taking himself out. We told him to go get all all boozed up and, and hit on some people for his birthday, but, Justin, you said you're not interested. You know, there's just a laundry list of other things I would rather do. I don't, it, it's nothing against the women. It's just... There's so many other things I would rather do, like drink and golf and go to the casino. And maybe today, listen to Just the Cats at 9 o'clock when we get off today. A little miscommunication. Alan Cutler was just – we just heard him during the break. Uh, We had him on Friday. If you didn't hear, that was a good time. He just kind of described how the show came to be, what to expect from him and Michael Bennett. And it was a good time just getting to hear from him. Gave him some advice. He gave us some advice. And – he is genuine. They're both genuinely excited to get this thing going. I always think it's really cool when people are excited to to do their occupation. And in this regard, this is their new job. Starts at nine o'clock. It's probably not going to feel like a job for them. It's going to be really fun to listen to. But we had him on Friday. He thought that we initially were going to have it Monday. I thought once we did it Friday, it classic mishap. Yeah, yeah classic yeah. mishap there. But uh, you can hear them just in about twenty minutes. So don't turn Big X Sports Radio away for just the cats with Alan Cutler and Michael Bennett coming up next. Let's finish this text line because that's uh, we want we always want to hear from Alan Cutler, but we weren't planning on it, so we got a lot of text to go a short time to get there. I said last we, week that I was not at all nervous about LSU. Georgia is a whole nother animal. Holy hell. What are they feeding those guys? It's like we line up against 11 tour buses going full speed. Tip your hat and get the hell out of Athens. I say we went out, but Stoops wasn't lying when he warned us about Georgia. You know what? And you were able to get out of there relatively injury-free. I know Cummings got hurt. Hopefully that's nothing severe. But um, all, all in all, we're able to escape 
without much more than bumps and bruises. It's not like C.J. Conrad breaking his foot down there. So It's not just the size of Georgia because Kentucky's huge as well. It's like you mix that size with that freakish athleticism like you talked about on that blown-up screen. It's just like he he's moving like a scat back or like a slot receiver, but he's what, 6'3", 2", 40-ish maybe. Yeah, that, probably 3. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, Jalen Carter, too, that guy, that dude's just as crazy as well. He doesn't get as much attention as Jordan Davis, 99, but Jalen Carter, 88, Carter, just as crazy. 88, yeah, he yeah. was everywhere, too. They, they've just got some really, really good players. Uh, Kentucky's had really good players like that as well. It's just you need to consistently get more of them. That's the goal, right? That's what you're building towards. Man, great Texan <laughs> Thornton's text line. This is an embarrassment to all UK media. WTF, Big Blue Drew. And it's a picture of him oh. with his top button buttoned of his oh. polo and his undershirt of his polo, like, hanging out. Which, and he also has his pants, pants rolled, rolled up. The, the pants yeah. roll is what gets me. Everything else, whatever, Big Blue Drew. The undershirt hanging out of the bottom just looks sloppy. Like... Tuck that in or something. I don't, I don't know. Also, why do you wear an undershirt with a golf polo? That's unnecessary. Like Total, it's, oh, it's, I, it's, it's it's like dry fit material for a reason. It's so you don't need to have an undershirt. Well, and, you know, you got to give them a compliment. So, Big Blue Drew, at least we can see you have ears. Uh, not the same that could be said, you know, everybody here. But uh, at least you do have ears. I, I don't understand undershirts. 95% of the time, even with button ups, I don't think undershirts is the right play. And people say it's to catch sweat, but it actually just builds up sweat. So your sweat pools even get bigger. Uh, but let alone with the drop fit, totally agree with you on that, Roush. That's non debatable. I don't understand just the jeans, the rolled up jeans is where I'm, I'm mostly confused. <laughs> oh, big blue Drew. He ended up driving all the way home last night. They were on Saturday. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they stopped and slept anywhere between Friday and Saturday night, which is just, what lunacy yeah like crazy that's honestly how i would have done it no it's not even fun like like if if i'm going to spend all that time driving somewhere to a location to have a good time i'm going to enjoy that place like i'm not going to sleep yeah at least that they were going to their plan was to start driving and then find a hotel but all the hotels were booked so uh the same thing happened to matt's crew which man Failing to plan is planning to fail, am I right? They didn't find a place to stay? Nope. Had to just drive all the way back to Lexington. after. What? Yeah. Is that a joke? No, no, not at all. Like, there there has to be some hotels somewhere along 75. Like, Chattanooga, no hotels? Well, they could have in... I I think they waited until after Chattanooga, and that was the problem. Uh, That's a dangerous game at that point. I mean... Because, like, you got... People in Tennessee and Knoxville, and then, I mean, hell, but by the time you get through Knoxville, like, you're already to Corbin, just go the extra hour, you know? Uh, I'm sure that's probably what ended up happening. Man, that's crazy. Uh, We, one time when I was writing for the Colonel, we did an up and back for a UK Ole Miss basketball game back in 2011, and that was just like, it was like, we're young and dumb, and we're never going to do this again, so let's just do it. But we drove down, covered the game. Got our interviews, literally just got right back in the car, drove back to Lexington. I mean, that's a, that's a long drive too, right? And drove, like eight hours? I drove all but one hour because the guy that was – we had two other people with us, and they just were – they basically said, like, I'm not a good driver. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, great, because we're going to be like – all of us are going to be sleep-deprived. 
<laughs> that's exactly what I want to hear is that, God. that you know you all should not be trusted driving in the night. Man. Man. Wow. But I was 19, not, you know, however old Big Blue Drew is. <laughs> <laughs> One texter says, thing I texted this before, but saw Cohen at an event before the season, asked him if we had any receivers outside of Wandale, and he hit me with a bleep no. Respected honesty at the time, but man, he was right. Got to get some playmakers on the outside. Got to. Dang key, he's making his decision 10 days from today. So, gotta be Kentucky. Kentucky. (laughs) The Cats showed a lot of effort on Saturday, and I'm so proud to be a Kentucky football fan. We would have won if we were 100% healthy. Love the optimism. Yeah, I don't know about that. Let's just say, you know what? Keaton Upshaw would have had a hell of a game, (laughs) and you could have really used Josh Ali. So, you actually could have used Josh Ali in a big way. Um, Definitely could have used a little bit more up the middle to to. That was I think my biggest issue with the deep. Well, you know, there's a few different things. The lack of just natural push on pass rushing, like without Kentucky sending guys, just had too much time to throw. Stetson did, and and that that put the defense in a tough spot to begin with. Uh, yeah, as we mentioned in hour one, they got killed with play actions and some you know movement that. I don't know. I don't know how they weren't ready for it, but it is Georgia. It, they know what they're doing. They got well, the when, they would, when they would make explosive plays and get into the backfield too, they would just nail the running back who didn't have the ball, you know, and it's just like, gosh, like, <laughs> I don't know if they were purposefully trying to give that up. Um, but man, there was a lot of times where they're ready to make plays and then just spin its bootleg in the other way. Yeah. Yep. You're right about that. A texture says, Think TJ's being a little too harsh on Cohen here to start the game. Not his best so far, but nothing egregious. It's tough when they blow up your first down run for a three-yard loss. If you think I'm being a little too harsh, that's that's fair. I was happy with the way it kind of turned up the heat. I just wanted it a little bit more aggressive off the start, but that's fine. Uh, overall, happy. Love Cohen. Don't want him going anywhere. Will Levis. I love the, the progressions he's made. Um, just wanted a little bit more aggressiveness off the start, but whatever you know they weren't probably going to win regardless so they had a plan it uh it's just you well you can only do so much against that defense especially only having maybe one or two weapons offensively you trust yeah yeah i need to need to go get some more um another texture says levis has looked very good here in the first half a good sign moving forward if nothing else yeah and i mean he was really putting it right where guys needed to be to make plays um, and to be able to go out and execute, especially on a couple third down throws. I know we gave Epps hell for dropping one, but he had a nice catch on third and long that kept a drive alive. So moments are definitely not too big for Will Levis. Yeah, another uh, huge play too. That was kind of like a garbage play that he made. You know, we've seen that happen already this season, happened against Georgia. Kind of a heady player, does what he's got to do to, to – to help Kentucky win and move the chains, keep possessions and drives alive, and uh, just can't can't get any penalties. That, that that's been tough for this offense to be able to come, not just against Georgia, but but all season. Texter says Cohen pulling strings on that touchdown drive, Tej. Yeah, that's I mean I, that touchdown drive, good. I wanted more of those touchdown drives. Man, the um, the the little hook and ladder too. Loved that it. was a fun play and a great block by Cummings to seal that too. Yeah, that was a just all in all great execution. Great execution. They made it look routine, which you used to not be able to say that about routine plays, and they did that with some trickeration. Yeah, they did. Um, 
I love that. That was the creativity I was looking for and hoping for. Texture says, apparently there were some message board rumors from A&M that Stoops is likely to be LSU's next coach. We paying any credence? Zero, nope. zero, zero. Like, a lot of like an A&M insider have that scoop. Also, there, the way that the agents – like Mel Tucker's name was out there just because his agent is doing some serious works. Jimmy Sexton isn't even trying to get Stoops' name in there. Stoops also – doesn't have the pop that LSU wants. Like, well, and just why would you leave Kentucky to go potentially be fired three years at LSU? Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. No sense at all. Especially after you just kicked their ass last week and you saw the problems they had there. Like, yeah, makes no sense. Wouldn't make absolutely no sense. I did think it was funny, though. Lee K. Howard had a tweet last night. TJ, what if I told you in 2019 that, that Coach O would be fired before Will Wade? crazy i mean nobody would be- <laughs> nobody would believe that oh it's insanity absolute insanity uh texter the thorns Texan says my thoughts on the game one georgia is as good as advertised their offense is better than i thought no way they shouldn't win the title that's the biggest one they're they have it if they don't win the championship they're bothered and they're the georgia fans too their brains are warped by nick saban that's all they were talking about before the game after the game their Nick Saban has made them crazy. So well, he's made everybody pretty much crazy that wants to be a national title contender in college football. And uh they they should do it. If if they don't do it, I think it'd be a pretty big collapse. They've got the best team in football. Two, Georgia wasn't going to lose that game, but I'm disappointed in the mental mistakes and drops by the cats. They've gotten away from those in the earlier games, but not against UGA. And three, UK can still go eleven and one, but cannot lose this game uh twice to Mississippi State or Tennessee. Let's get healthy during the bye and come out hungry in Starkville. Go Cats. And here's the thing. You've seen other teams let Georgia get in their head. and Like Arkansas has lost three straight now after they got blitzed by Georgia. You can't let that happen. They, they had an emotional loss the following week and then just got ran off the field against Auburn. And then DJU. DJU has been seeing ghosts all year thanks to that Georgia team. You can't yeah. let that happen. But he may I, also I, just not be that good, though. That may not be a Georgia thing so much. That's true, but, hell, he played better last year in like three or four games than he has at all this year. Um, so, But I, I, I will say that I definitely – I know you're only talking to a couple players after the game, but I didn't get some sort of broken spirits kind of vibe from Kentucky after that. that they so shouldn't. That's important. They yeah. shouldn't. They should be more, you know, proud or hungry than discouraged by by that effort against Georgia. And I, the only thing that worries me is that Mississippi State game just seems like – just. I can see the players not being overly pumped up or excited or amped up for that one. And then you allow them to be said, it's just kind of an ugly sloppy game gets down to the fourth quarter. And then you feel like you kind of got to be perfect. And uh, it should be a game where if it's at in Lexington, we all feel comfortable with a, like a two possession, three possession win. But now with it being in Starkville, but you get two weeks for it. You got to be ready for that game. You can't come off a bye game, bye week, and look flat. That's kind of been Soups has done that, unfortunately, uh, in his career. UK hasn't always been great coming off bye weeks, but this is a new team. This is a different team, and they should be pretty motivated. A texter says Georgia's offense better than UK's defense. You Georgia's defense better than UK's offense. Georgia's special teams better than UK's special teams. Love Stoops, Cohen, White, the whole team, but this Georgia team in its entirety is just on another level. We're six and one. We're fine. We should get to a great bowl game, and we've proven this is a great place for higher caliber players to call home. We should all take a break and get ready for Mississippi State in a couple weeks. Go Cats. 
yeah, I think everybody's of a similar mindset. We're all, everybody is, mm-hmm. is pumped for the remainder of the season. Took an L, thought we would. That's all right. Credit to Georgia. You move on to the next one. On to the next one. You know what? If you finish 11 and one, they ain't keeping an 11 and one SEC team out of the playoff. Right. I, I probably would for Kentucky's sake, but well, and it'd be interesting. That, that would be the conversation. The, that would be the most fun, uh, like playoff conversation is undefeated Cincinnati versus 11 and one SEC team, but it's Kentucky. <laughs> like, oh, they, they'd give it to Cincinnati. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, but it's SEC. I don't know. They love to line their pockets. And we'll it, see. Thing, you just got to take that, care of business. The thing that's going to be somewhat frustrating, and maybe it'll be used against Kentucky, but it'll like if Kentucky does finish eleven and one, just take care of business against Mississippi State and Tennessee, and it's there for the taking. Kentucky. Yeah. I don't think fans realize how close this is to just being. Uh, a, such an amazing season. But anyways, you you get it 11 and 1. The thing that's going to bug me is that like the one loss is the clear number 1 team. Like if you don't play the clear number 1 team, you're probably talking about a 12 and 0 season and then boom, you know, nobody's even debating it. The one loss is going to be Georgia, which I think the but on the on the other side of the sword there, Roush, you're going to have people say, "Well, you know, they'd be the fourth team in. We've already seen them play Georgia. Should we give somebody else a chance?" We already, you know, that's going to be the the yeah, argument yeah, there. Yeah, but in an honest, there's some I truth to that about too. It. I'd I'd rather be Sugar Bowl than go lose this Georgia team again. So, and the interesting um, thing is, like, let's say Ole Miss does trip up to somebody, so they've got two losses. Let's say Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game; they've got two losses, and Kentucky is like the sole one loss SEC team. I, you know, like. The year that an eleven and one SEC team doesn't make the college football playoff, it's because it's Kentucky. That there, there's no, there's no other rationale. It's true. None, absolutely none. Um, uh, text on the Thorns text line. Hey Nick, the tune at the end of the eleven personnel. Your hand in mind uh, by explosions in the sky. Explosions in the sky, great stuff. It's, it it's, a, it's acoustic. It's not. There's no words. Well, I know, but like, do the do the beat for me. Uh, Coach O out at LSU. How do you stop the tide? Yeah, Hugh freeze it. <laughs> that, that would be hilarious. I wonder what hey. he's thinking. I wonder what his agents conversations he's having. They're totally down with cheating there. So. They certainly are. John here. Good morning to my friends. The Cats have a great first half try the second half. Well, it is what it is. But, hey, Levis played pretty good in a big game, and I know better things are coming. I believe we will win out the rest of the season. What do you guys think? Well, got to go talk to you later. Mississippi State game, that that can be a tough matchup. Got to be ready to play down in Starkville. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Today I hit the big 2-7. Wow. For my birthday was a win over Georgia or my Cleveland Browns to get a win, and unfortunately neither happened. So I can at least get a come on from Scoots. Come on. Yeah, there you have it from Scoots. Uh, happy when, birthday, Brad, from Bellbrook. By the way, John, I think Kentucky is much better. Like, I, I think Kentucky is going to go 11-1. and one. There's this little thing telling me they're going to slip up to one of these teams. I, but I can't, like, say which one it's going to be because they should it, beat both of them. It shouldn't be Tennessee. When you, bre- when you break down both games, like Kentucky's better than Mississippi State, go win that game. I don't care where it's being played. And then Tennessee, it's at home. It's a rivalry game. And Tennessee, while better than we thought, you still should win that game. Uh, man, when Baker's bad, too, he's awful. That was, whoo, woof. Uh, 
Sorry, Browns fans. Hey, you'll get them next week. Uh, another texter says, agree with everything TJ said. I was very disappointed in the big blue. I thought we would have more success running the ball. Overall, the game just left me wanting. Besides, Georgia was totally unfair throwing at tight ends. I thought it was illegal to throw at tight end. Boom, Gosh. roasted. It's just some of the catches they were making. Bowers, that dude's going to make a lot of money yeah. playing football. NFL football player. No doubt about it. Texter says, wait, Cutler and Bennett means we don't get the replay of KRC. What is this world coming to? Hashtag suck at Cutler. Hey, you can let Cutler know what you think here in just a few minutes when they come on just the cats, him and Michael Bennett. Last text on the Thornton sex line. Love the guy and what he's done for the squad, but is Rig the slowest human in history? <laughs> <laughs> he's not a speedster. He's not hey, a speedster. I was he really would, worried he that, that he was going to get overthrown. I was really uh, worried he was not going to be able to make oh, it. Oh, by the way, no more afternoon games for Georgia when Shadows are playing. That's just not a fun viewing experience. Shadows make it hard. Suck That's it, Shadows. Yeah, suck it, Shadows. All right, everybody enjoy Just the Cats. I'm pumped up to listen to it and hear it. It'll be on the Big X Sports Radio now. We are Kentucky Roll Call, though. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Justin, great show today, man. Thanks, pal. You really wow. uh, you did that, it. It feels good. Feels yeah. We we needed this. You get a loss on on Saturday, but you come back with the gang on Monday, and we'll come back tomorrow. Talk more UK. We didn't mention Big Blue Madness, but that's that's a good thing, folks. That's a healthy football program. We'll see you on Tuesday. Enjoy just the Caps coming up Roll next. Big